Thank you for your presence in this flowing in homes, in cars, wherever people are gathering, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah.
thank you for your goodness, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Don't you love depending on technology? Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. He is good all the time. I know we hear that phrase a lot, and all the time he is good. <clears throat> but he consistently proves himself in big ways and small ways. Um, and I just I want to encourage you again. The Lord led me to encourage um, ministers, pastors, um, the congregations all across this planet, really. Um, everything that you are offering him is a sweet savor, even if you think it's small. No one knows the sacrifice um, that you give to make that offering. Um, and so any, in big and small ways, um, he loves and cherishes that person that you reach out to, that person where you pay for their groceries, that person that you encourage because they are, are living in fear right now and paralyzed by it. Everything that we do being salt and light, salt and light in this world, praise God. I believe God is pleased and I believe it touches his heart. Amen.
Aren't you glad you have the opportunity to worship him and to praise him? Nobody knows like you know what God has done for you. And uh, don't ever discount what somebody else has gone through. Don't ever question their worship. Don't ever question how they worship because you don't know the cost of that praise. Thank you for singing that song today. Uh, I asked her to sing that this week because I feel like we are entering into a season where the price that we paid over the last three months of not being able to have church, that worship and that praise that we bring as we come out of this situation is going to be more powerful, it's going to be more productive, and the church is getting ready to explode. I believe that with all of my heart. I believe that God is getting ready to send miracle signs and wonders. He's already doing it. I believe that God is getting ready, if he's not already even started, getting ready to change lives and transform marriages. And things are going to happen in the spirit that we can't even imagine, that we can't even think, that we can't even grasp a hold of. And I believe that God is wanting to take Spirit of Grace Church and those that are hearing the voice of this church and take them into dimensions and degrees of relationship that they've never walked before. I believe that we're going to see things in our relationship with Jesus that we've never experienced before. It's not going to be the same old, same old. There's going to be a new dynamic. There's going to be a new power. And we don't know what each cost was, but we do know this. Every praise is worth the cost. Every worship is worth the cost. We're excited about uh, our church. We're excited about what's happening. And uh, we are grateful to our governor yesterday for uh, releasing churches to begin to reopen. And uh, not that we were ever closed. Let's re-engage, reconnect uh, as a body. And uh, so next Sunday, we're going to be live here at the church. And we want you to watch your emails and Facebook and YouTube and all the platforms that we have available to us as a church here in the next 24 to 48 hours. We're going to be releasing some of the details of how it's going to look, how we're going to operate in uh, agreement with our governor and all of the uh, CDC recommendations. And so it's going to look a little different when you come next Sunday at 1030. Only one service, and if everybody was here, I'd have to repeat that for you. So at your homes today, 10.30 is church next week. Everybody say 10.30. 10.30. And those of you that uh, will be here, we're going to have a great service in the presence of God as we re-engage. And uh, we're going to be sharing with you the details of that in the next uh, two days or so. Just be on the lookout. We'll communicate with you, and you'll be able to follow along. Praise God. I'm thankful today for the church. And uh, if you have your Bibles, if you'll turn to Matthew chapter 16, and then also in the book of Acts, the 8th chapter, I want to read two scriptures today. I believe that the church is on a collision course with a revival that it has not experienced in generations. I believe that we are going to begin to experience 
things that we only dreamed of experiencing. I believe we are going to see things that we have put up on a pedestal, if you will, from the scripture. And we've got this idea of how great the men and women of the Bible days were, and they were great people. But I believe that God is getting ready to elevate the church at this day and this hour for a move that has been unprecedented. We are coming out of times that, I, at least in my 50 years, and I don't know if there's ever been another season where the churches have been restricted from meeting together in the house of the Lord, at least here in America, and, um, and for the length of time that we have been separated. But uh, I want to share a message with you today. It's entitled simply The Church, and, and that the church is alive and well. It's, it's better today than it was even last week. The church is coming alive. It's rising up. There's going to be a mighty move of his spirit. And uh, the closer we get to the coming of the Lord, the greater the revival that God wants to give us. So I'm reading from Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 18. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. I like that statement. All the powers of hell will not conquer the church. The church is a victorious body of believers. And the nice thing is, is the church is for whosoever will. It's not locked down to a certain group of people, but if you want to be a part of the winning side, you can just be a part of the church. The church, the ecclesia, if you will, the gathering together of believers is an undefeated foe. Yes, there have been battles that have been fought and battles that have turned out that may not have been to the, the, the liking of the people that were a part of a church. There's things that happen all the time in the churches, but the church itself, the church universal, the body of Christ on earth is an undefeated mechanism of God that says on this rock, all the powers of hell shall not conquer it. The King James Version says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It doesn't mean that the gates of hell aren't going to try. It just means that they're not going to succeed. If you have faced something in your life as a member of the body of Christ, if you have walked a line that you have had to, to battle for, it could simply be that the gates of hell have opened themselves and uh, addressed you or attacked you, but you can prevail over it because if you're connected to the church, the church, the gates of hell are not going to prevail or conquer it. So if you're connected to the church, then you are in a place where you are made not just a conqueror, but the Bible says we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. I believe that the church is the answer to the problems that are in the world today. 
Not because of who we are, not because we're brilliant, not because we have all the answers, but we are connected to the head of the church, which is Christ, and Christ does have all the answers, and Christ does have all of the authority, and Christ does have all of the ability, and Christ have, does have all of the creativity. He can address any situation that you're in, and in just a moment of time, He can re-resurrect it, He can just change it, He can reform it, He can re restore it, He can do whatever He to be done. Whatever your situation today is, if you'll just connect to the head of the church, all things can be changed in just a moment of time. How do I know? Well, we're not going to this chapter uh, here, and we're reading Acts chapter 8 in just a minute, but in Acts chapter 9, there's a man by the name of Saul. Saul was a evil person, if you will. He was the one that was prosecuting and persecuting the church. He was the one at whom his feet, the gowns or the robes of Stephen were cast after Stephen was stoned for simply being a man of faith, of being a preacher of the gospel. He, he was just somebody that, that, that was trying to live for God. And Saul had him stoned to death and they cast his garments at Saul's feet. But in one moment of time, in the book of Acts, the ninth chapter, a light shines down and knocks Saul to his knees. And in that momentary time, Paul goes from a persecutor to a preacher. From a, in that one moment of time, he goes from somebody that is lost to somebody that is found. He goes to somebody that doesn't love the things of the church to one of the ones that created or founded many of the church. He was in just a moment of time. That's how powerful God is. Can I just tell you that God is getting ready to have some light from heaven type moments. I believe that God is trying to call us as we re-engage their states around our country that are already coming back together. The bodies of believers in those communities are already gathering. They're already coming together. It's getting ready to happen here in Minnesota. When we come together next week, it's not going to be church as normal. It's not just going to be three songs and a little bit of worship and a word from the Lord. But I believe that as we re-engage, there's going to be a dynamic of the presence of God that is like a light shining down from heaven, calling us to new lives, calling us to change perceptions, calling us to transform living. Because I believe that God is wanting a church in the last day to spread his gospel as far as it can. Can I just tell you when this thing started a couple of months ago, I was frustrated and I wish I could say that I haven't been frustrated since. I wish I could say that I haven't wanted to get back to church. I wish I could say that I haven't gone nuts dealing with broadband and technology and switchers and, and cameras and iPhones and, and trying to get everything and to, to upload and to be able to reach the people that I wish I could say that I haven't been frustrated, but there has been an underlying current in everything that has happened over the last two months, and that is there is a troubling in the spirit world. My friend, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. The latter and the former rain together is getting...
getting ready to pour out in Minnesota. It's getting ready to pour out in Spirit of Grace Church. There is coming a dynamic that we have not ever seen, experienced, or met before. But I am ready to receive it. What's going to happen when God begins to move you to do things you've never dreamed of doing? Well, pastor, I've never been a preacher. Get ready, you might be. No, you may never stand up at a pulpit. You may never preach and declare the word of the Lord like this. But I want you to read Acts chapter 8, verse number 4 with me. It says this, but the believers, I want you to recognize that. It's the believers. It doesn't say the preachers. It doesn't say the apostles. It says the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. Listen, can I just share with you one of the dynamics that is getting ready to shift and it has already begun to shift is that you and I together, whether we are in a quote-unquote professional preaching capacity or we are in a layperson capacity, we are all becoming preachers. We are all reaching others. Listen, you may not walk, you may not preach it uh, verbally and orally, but you may start a watch party on Facebook. Can I just tell you the word of the Lord that's come across this pulpit over the last several weeks has gone into more homes and into more offices and more cars than we've ever had before. We have gone and we have scattered and we have shared the word of God everywhere we have gone. There is a power and a dimension of the Holy Spirit that's getting ready to explode the church. Whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're good looking or not, God's wanting to use you. Let the church be the church. Let the church be the church. Now, there's some of you that, well, if not all of us, have struggled from time to time over the last several weeks not being able to be together as the church. I understand that. I've missed it as much as you have, if not more. My wife and I have worked more as pastors in the last eight weeks than we could ever imagine. Trying to make sure that all the needs are met, make sure that we're communicating with all of the people, make sure that the word of God is still going forth, making sure that everything we, we've worked at. And, and, and I'll just be honest with you, when I heard yesterday that we could have church next Sunday, there was a leaping in my spirit, there was a joy in my spirit, and at the same time, my wife and I looked at each other and basically said, but it's not going to be the same. It's not going to, we can't just come back and panicate for Jesus. There's got to be an anointing that's getting ready to flow. There's got to be something that's getting ready to happen. I don't know who you are today, but God is getting ready to explode you in your spirit. Can I just tell you as watching from, from afar and watching through Facebook and online and all the different things, God has been moving in some of your lives and maybe you haven't even recognized what God has done, but as the body comes back together, that thing that he began in you is getting ready to be exposed. It's getting ready to be presented to the, to the world. It's getting ready to be presented to the spirit world and whoever you are, God is getting ready to use you. God is getting ready to make you a minister. 
God is getting ready for you to be an influencer. God is getting ready to make you the one that is a light that, or, or the spark that starts the flame. God is getting ready to move in your life like never before. In fact, I know of at least one person, I won't mention their names because they are, uh, because we're online everywhere, but you know who you are, young lady about 25 or 26. God talked to you and you to the gates of hell and has brought you back and has been ministering to you year after year after year. And in the last year, God has taken you to dimensions that you never dreamed. Get ready. He's just started. Get ready. It's coming. To, it's going to come to pass in an even greater measure, in a greater force, in a greater dynamic, in a greater anointing. Just as Samuel poured the oil over David's head and it spilled from the head to the foot, God is getting ready and is in the midst of pouring his anointing upon you and he's going to use you like you never dreamed of being used. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Listen, when we re-engage next week, we don't come in with our heads down. We don't come in tired and weary. We come in with an expectancy of a move of God. When God shows up, something's going to begin to happen. When God meets us together, there's going to be a power and an energy. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if the city of Coon Rapids hears the praises of angels as the churches begin to gather. There's going to be such a powerful move in the spirit in this area. I just got to believe that. I'm standing on the promise of the word of God that whenever the church throughout history has had a scattering as they have come back, they have always come back in greater measure, in greater force, in greater anointing. You think about the people of God. From their lands to Egypt. From Egypt to the promised land. From the promised land to have all of the different mechanisms that God allowed from Babylon, Media, Persia, and Rome to, to take them and scatter them to the persecution of people like Saul. Every time that God's people, whether it be uh, his chosen people of the Israelites or, or, or the church, every time it was scattered, every time it was moved, it always came back stronger. I mean, I mean, you think about it. Every time throughout history where the church has been spread, separated theologians call it the dispersa they, 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 they're dispersed throughout it always got bigger and stronger and more anointed and this season that we're living in is no Are you a part of the church? Are you a part of the church? Because the church is getting ready to walk into the power of the Spirit like never before. You think about individuals throughout Scripture, and I'm just about done today, but you, you think about you think about the people in scripture when they have had to be alone when they came out of it it was always greater i, I want you to think 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 of people like jacob who when he was by himself 
wrestled with an angel. Changed the way he walked. It changed his name. It changed the way he looked at things. And he came out not as Jacob, but as Israel. You think of David after Ziklag and, and, and his entire family and all of his um, servants and, and his household and, and, and all of the uh, mighty men that were with him and their families were all taken. The Bible says that he encouraged himself in the Lord. And when he came out of that, God said, now go and uh, chase after and encompass and take back that which was yours. Listen. Every single time, even into Daniel, and even into Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, every time they were alone, things changed. When Daniel was in a lion's den, the king came back and, and pronounced that the God of Daniel was the God of gods. Nebuchadnezzar, when he saw the fourth man in the fiery furnace, he declared that God was God. When the church has been scattered, when individuals have been scattered, and they've been on their own, and they've been separated from everything, when they came back, it was powerful. In fact, Jesus himself was alone for a while. I want you to sometime look up Luke chapter 4. Chapter 4, verse 1. It said that Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, was led out into the wilderness, separated from his disciples, separated from his family, pushed into a wilderness. But in verse number 14, it says, while it says he went out full of the Holy Ghost, in verse 14 it says he returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. Listen, as a church at the beginning of March, we went out full of the Holy Ghost. And over the last 60 days, whatever it is, until we gather back again next week, Next week when we come together, we're not coming back just full of the Holy Ghost, but we are coming back in the power of the Holy Ghost. There has been, whether you've realized it or not, there has been a transition of power in us. There has been something that has been ingrained in us throughout this time of of quarantine or whatever you want to call it, this time of safe distancing, this time of stay at home, whatever you want to call it, this this time, whether we've realized it even or not, God has been planting things into us so that we will become empowered as a church. Listen, you're coming back to a church next Sunday where the pastor has changed some. The pastor's wife and family has changed some. God has do, been doing some things. We have reprioritized some things so that we come back, not the way we were, but we come back in the power of the Spirit of God. Where we come back in the anointing of God. I believe that I had an anointing of God from a very young child. But coming through this and writing daily devotions and doing daily things and, and engaged in the things of God on a daily basis and constantly, there has been something that has been planted in me that is getting ready to come out. My preaching won't be the same. Our singing won't be the same. Our ministry won't be the same. God is getting ready to raise the church anew. God is ready to bring the scattered people back to and when he does, there's going to be an anointing of God that's so strong and so mighty that we're not going to be able to explain it. But we're not going to be able to deny it either. The power of God 
gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You bring whatever you want to bring against the church. The church is still going to live. The church is still going to be the church. The church is still going to stand for the righteousness of God. The church is still going to proclaim the goodness and the word of God. Can I tell you the only thing that's ever, ever, ever going to stop the church from being the church is when the church gets glorified and we hear the sound of the trumpet and we're called home and the dead in Christ shall rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord wherefore comfort one another with these words listen I'm comforted to know that no matter what happens no matter what comes our way no matter what pandemic no matter what political system no matter what thing comes against us there is going to always be a church because the gates of hell cannot prevail against it until we are called home. And when we are called home, I'm not going to worry about what political system. I'm not going to worry about what pandemic because when we're called home, there's not going to be any more sorrow. There's not going to be any more heartache. There's not going to be any more pain. There's not going to be any more issues. We're going to be together in the presence of the Lord forever. The church. The church. Can I just tell you as I close today, the church is the only thing that has true hope. Not because of the preachers that are in it, not because of the people that attend, not because of the musicians and the singers. The church is the only hope because the church has the only hope giver leading it. His name is Jesus Christ. We're many members of one body with Jesus as the head of the body. The church, it's the reason why hell can't defeat us. Wherever you're at today, maybe you've never connected to a church. I invite you to connect to Spirit of Grace Church. Even if you don't live in Coon Rapids and you're watching this online, you can connect with us as a church. You can connect with us in prayer. You can connect with us in fasting. You can connect with us in giving. You can connect with us in all kinds of ways in the word of the Lord. Because when you're connected to a church, you're connected to his body on earth. And I don't know about you, but I need to be connected to Christ. Would you just close your eyes with me? I am so excited about what God is getting ready to do through the church. Jesus, wherever this prayer is going forth, in whatever living room, on whatever couch, in every kitchen, in every office, every car, wherever this is being broadcast and people are watching it and listening, listening to it, I'm asking you, Lord, to let the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost to fall on them where they're at. Lord, release the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let them begin to speak in other tongues as you give the utterance. 
Let them experience something they've never experienced before. Let the power and the anointing of the presence of God become so tangible and real that they can't deny it. They can't, they can't, they may not be able to explain it, but they can't deny that they feel something or sense something different. Lord, and I'm praying that from this day forward and through this week as we get ready to gather together once again and re-engage with one another next Sunday, I'm asking you to take this last week of isolation and take it and prepare us for the greatest presentation of the church that we could ever imagine. So that at 10.30 next Sunday, when we begin this service in this house, those that have gathered together will walk into a new dimension and a new destiny that they've never experienced before. They never even dreamed that you would call us to before. But let us be a light and salt like never before in a world that's dark and hurting and looking now in this time. Lord, I believe that you have allowed this country and this world to go through this thing for the last several weeks in order to get somebody's attention so that they can be drawn once again to the cross of Calvary. I'm asking you to let us, the church, be the conduit where people can see you in a brand new light and in a brand new way. Let them see you in us as we walk, as we talk, as we read, as we sing and worship. Let the glory of God shine round about us and let it flow through us to somebody else. In the name that is above every name, for at your name every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess of things in the earth and under the earth and above the earth that you are indeed the Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We adore you, Jesus. Praise God. My friend, let the church be the church and let the enemies be scattered. Come next week if you're comfortable and join us. If you're not comfortable coming on, don't. we're going to have it on video. It's still going to be out there. Be watching over the next couple of days for the information of how it's all going to happen here at the Spirit of Grace Church here in Coon Rapids, but we're still going to be on Facebook. We're still going to be on YouTube. We're still going to be on the podcast. But I'm looking for what God's going to do. God, attune my eyes and my ears and my spirit to what you're going to do so that we can just flow with you. May God bless you. We want to close this service just by thanking all of those that paid the ultimate sacrifice so that we could do what I'm doing right now. Even while we're doing it online and, and, and virtually, uh, we're still free to worship. We're still free to praise the name of Jesus. And we owe that to the men and women who have paid the ultimate sacrifice. And we honor you this Memorial Day weekend. We thank you so much for your service, for your sacrifice. And our prayer is that we will not take what you paid for for granted. But that we will turn it around and we will continue to spread the word of God through freedom of worship and praise and the word of the Lord. And, and to do you proud for the price that you paid. We love you all. God bless you. Have a great week.